morning. We're just, just pressing into the Lord. And uh, just the Lord brought me to this psalm, Psalm 42, and uh, in the Passion Translation. It's titled, A Cry for Revival. I'm just going to read it. Just You can just keep your eyes closed. And uh, I feel like the Lord's going to speak some things through this. And we're going to kind of just been soaking in worship here, but, but there is a, there's kind of that rising up here. We're going to come into just a, a time of really praying into some things, declaring some things. And I'm going to try to just give some, some direction uh, of what we're praying into. If, um, oh, Sharon's handing them out here. The, uh, there's a word that I want to just pray, kind of press into, pray into. I think it ties into what the Lord is leading us into in this season. Um, it starts in a place of worship, and out of that, He is strengthening our hands. And what was really cool, we were just talking about it in the back room, Luna brought it up, is uh, the word, um, one, of the, one of the Hebrew words for, in, for worship in the Old Testament is uh, yadah, and it, and it means to have hands lifted, it's, it's hands lifted up, and, uh, and one of the words we feel like for this year, as we're pressing into this year, is uh, that he is, the Lord is going to strengthen hands in this time. And, and, and when I first got it, and I don't think I, we, we don't have a full understanding of it, but it's, it's crazy how the Lord kind of just puts something in our spirit and, and uh, makes us aware of it. And then, and then as we step into it, we, be, we gain greater understanding in what he's actually doing and how he's strengthening our hands and what it means to have strong hands. And, uh, but, but yada one of the Hebrew words for praise is, is hands lifted. Uh, and so you'll see this in here, and kind of as we, as we just pray throughout the night, I believe this is, this is a critical piece of that place of worship, that strengthening the hands. And then the third part of it is, is taking territory. And uh, I don't know if you guys got the, I, I sent an email out today uh, to everyone. I don't know if you're all on that. If you're not, I would encourage you just to get on it. What it does is I just every Wednesday, usually Wednesday, I'll send out uh, an email just, I feel like it just gives some direction uh, to where we're going even for tonight and just for this week. And it just, um, I'll just sit down and the Lord will just kind of download things and I'll write it and then we blast it out. And uh, But I just titled it From Worship, in, from worship to Warship, W-A-R. S-H-I-P, and that uh, we're, we're going into battle. The, the, and the premise of it was, I'll just quickly explain, is, and this is that a lot of the church, it's, a, it's more of a defensive position that we've taken where we're like, well, when the enemy attacks, then we'll take our authority, we'll come against the enemy, we'll ask the Lord for help. And, uh, but it's a defensive place and in a, from a defensive position, you never actually take territory. And, and I believe the Lord is, is taking us into a new understanding, a new season where worship is turning into warship. He's strengthening our hands, and we're actually we're going on the offensive. We're taking territory. We're not sitting back and kind of waiting and 
just kind of playing the defense. Uh, we're actually going to play offense. And, uh, and, and I sought for the, even though I've read Second Chronicles 20 a thousand times with uh, Jehoshaphat and the armies coming against him, it just, it's so cool how the Lord just highlights things and kind of puts things in a new light. And just the fact that it wasn't that they just defeated the army uh, that came against him, the massive, it was a vast army. But the Lord actually required them, the small little army that was going to get defeated by this massive army, he required them to actually gather together and in one day's notice, he said, tomorrow I want you to march out against that army. I want you to go in and attack the army in a sense. But he said, but I will fight the battle for you. So this is that position of faith because it makes no sense. No one in their right mind in any uh, military strategy would ever take a small army and unoffensively go out and attack a larger army. Your best position is to take a defensive position and try to try to hold off the enemy. Um, and the Lord said, no, I want you to march out. I want you to go meet them where they are. And, uh, and as they go out to the battle, it says as they, I'm paraphrasing it, but basically as they crest the hill to where the Lord had called them to march out to to meet them, and they look out into the valley at what they thought was going to be the army that they were going to have to face. It, it, it said the Lord had ambushed them. He had set an ambush, and he had three different armies that were coming together to attack uh, Judah and the Israelites. And, uh, and the crazy part was as they crested and looked over, all they saw was dead bodies. Just a heap. It says a heap of dead bodies that were in this valley, and it says not one of them survived. Every single one of them was killed. They didn't have to kill one person. They didn't have to fight one person, but they did have to take the offensive. Go, on, go and step in and march out and then watch what the Lord does. And I, I feel I just saw that in a new light to go, okay, a lot of times we sit back and we go, Lord, you fight the battles for us. And the Lord's going, no, I didn't, I'm not calling you to sit back. I'm, tall, I'm calling you to go on the offensive. He says to, to Joshua, every place you step, you will take territory. I'll give you that ground. So what does that require? Is it required him to step? It required him to go out. And he's like, oh, I'll step over here. Okay, I got that territory. Okay, I'm going to step over here. He gave, he gave Joshua that authority to, to go where he wanted, where he was led, where he felt like he should go. Wherever he went, he took territory. Uh, but he actually had to go on the offensive. And I believe the, church, the, the Lord is bringing us into a new mindset, a new understanding, a greater revelation of how in worship we begin to establish our, our, our hands and our feet he establishes them. He strengthens them. And then we actually go out and we take territory. And it happens in that order. If we go out in our own mindset, there's other times where you see uh, where the Israelites, they out of a presumption or out of something that maybe they were supposed to do at a previous time and they didn't do it. So they're like, well, we'll go do it now. But they're not actually in that place of worship and, and intimacy with the Lord to know the timing of it. When they go out in their own volition, their own will, and their own 
strength, uh, they would get hammered. They would get destroyed. And so the, the key in it is it all starts out of a place of intimacy, out of that place of, of worship. And that's what, that's what they did in Second Chronicles 20. They, they came before the Lord. They actually started in a fast. And then out of that, uh, they, as they prayed into it, then the Lord gave them spiritual wisdom. They got a prophetic understanding of what to do. And then they said, this is what the Lord says. Gather your troops. Tomorrow, go out, march out against them, and the Lord will fight the battle for you. Take the offensive position, and the Lord will fight this battle. So I've just got, I want to pray into this, and then, uh, and then I passed out a word as well. I might just read through that, and then, and then I want to dive into prayer here. Uh, and that's for you guys. This is, so I would love just whatever's as the Lord's preparing these things on your heart. You're kind of getting the direction uh, but let's, let's pray into this. Uh, basically, that prayer is just aligning with the Father's heart, what he's already calling us into. And uh, prayer is powerful. It, and the alignment in prayer, the gathering together in prayer, and as somebody else is praying, again, I've, I've said this, but we engage in that prayer. We engage together in prayer. So I'm going to make this a kind of a, as I'm reading this, a prayer as well. So Psalm 42, and this is that place of worship. In the midst of trials, and, the, and let me just say David here is, he's under, a, under attack in a sense, but you'll see where it says he lifts up his hands. That yada word of praise comes in here twice, and this is what strengthens him. So he says, I long to drink of you, O God drinking deeply from the streams of pleasure flowing from your presence. My longings overwhelm me for more of you. My soul thirsts and pants and longs for the living God. I want to come and I want to see the face of God. And as, we're, as I'm reading this, I just make this your prayer. <laughs> this is that longing that we would have even in this time of fasting, we're on day three of a fast, and uh, there's a there's a hunger <laughs> for food. But I just go, Lord, I want to I want to turn that to a hunger for you, that I would long for you, that I would hunger for you, that I would thirst for you. Food can't satisfy me; only you can satisfy me. So, Lord, I pray that, that this would be our our prayer that we would have that longing, that overwhelming longing for more of you. That there would be no moment in time where, where we long for the things of this world or where, we're sa- where we think we're satisfied by the things of this world. We're never satisfied by the things of this world. We're only satisfied by you. And so we long for more of you. We long to be satisfied by you. You say this, my soul thirsts, it pants, it longs for the living God. I want to come and see the face of God. Day and night, my tears keep falling and my heart keeps crying out for help. While my enemies mock over me over and over, saying this, Where is your God of yours? Why doesn't he help you? So I speak over my heartbroken soul. Take courage. Remember when you used to 
be right out in front, leading the procession of praise when the great crowd of worshipers gathered to go into the presence of the Lord. You shouted with joy as the sound of passion and celebration filled the air and the joyous multitude of lovers honored the festival of the Lord. So then, my soul, why would you be depressed? Why would you sink into despair? Just keep hoping and waiting on the Lord. Put your trust in the Lord, your Savior. No matter what, I will still sing with praise. And that word praise is yada. That is the word to lift up your hands. I will sing with hands lifted up, strengthened. Here I am, depressed and downcast, yet I will still remember you as I ponder the plague. Where your glory streams down from the mighty mountaintops, lofty and majestic, the mountains of your awesome presence. My deep need calls out to the deep kindness of your love. Your waterfall of weeping sent waves of sorrow over my soul, carrying me away, cascading over me like a thundering cataract. That word cataract means like a huge waterfall. Yet all day long, God's promises of love pour over me. There's that waterfall. Through the night, I sing His songs, for my prayer to God has become my life. I will say to God, you are my mountain of strength. How could you forget me? Why must I suffer this vile oppression of my enemies, these heartless tormentors who are out to kill me? Their wounding words pierce my heart over and over while they say, where is this God of yours? So I say to my soul, do not be discouraged, do not be disturbed, for I know my God will break through for me. Then I will have plenty of reasons to praise Him. There's that word again, yada. Over and over again. Yes, living before His face is my saving grace. Lord, I thank you for this position that you have called us to as a people, that we would be so humbled before your face, longing for you, eyes upon you, our hearts strengthened by you so that we can lift up our hands in praise to you. Lord, we set our eyes and our hearts upon you. Lord, I thank you for what you're bringing us into. I thank you, Lord, that you're teaching us how to worship in a deeper way, where it's not just, it's not just song, it's not just the praises, the high praises. It's a, it's a position of our hearts and a life laid down for you. It's what we're called to. And out of that, Lord, I thank you. You put your spirit in us and you strengthen us on the inside. You strengthen our hands. The reason he strengthens hands is because it's our hands that do the work. He strengthens our hands for work. He says he strengthens the feeble knees as well, the, the hands and the knees, and it's, that's that. So we can move and we can do, 
do the work, do the things that we're actually called to do. Lord, I thank you that we are taking territory in 2022. This is a year where we are taking territory. And I love the fact that we're starting with a fast. It was in the middle of the fast that this army of Jehoshaphats went out and faced the enemy. So not only did they go on the offensive when they, when they were so, <laughs> that the enemy had so many more than they had. It was, it was, it was not, a, not a fair battle in any way. Yet they went on the offensive and they did it in the middle of a fast. <laughs> Another crazy thing that you would never do but you walk in radical obedience to the Lord. May we be radical obeyers of your word, of the things that you would have us do, no matter what it, what it looks like, what it seems like, what our understanding is. Lord, that we would realize that your ways are not our ways. Your ways are so much higher than our ways. Our job is not to understand. It's to walk in radical obedience. It's to say yes to the King. I'm just going to read this and then I'm going to ask you guys if, if you would just come up and pray into some things um, uh, there's another just actually I feel like I just need to share this too Isaiah or, uh, Nehemiah 6 and I'm going to do this as fast as I can uh, Nehemiah 6 is, is about, there's an, Nehemiah's building, they're building the wall. They end up building this thing in 52 days, which is unheard of. But in Nehemiah 6, it's that final kind of pressing into this where uh, the enemy is trying to, first of all, bring them into fear, trying to take them off the wall, saying, hey, come down and let's talk about this, let's talk. And, uh, and Nehemiah, he has, he has the understanding, and I feel like this is the, this is the understanding we need, to, we, need to, we need to have set in our hearts. He says, he says this as they're saying, come on, let's talk about these things. He's, and this is the enemy talking to him, calling him off the wall uh, when, when he's supposed to be building the wall of Jerusalem. And he goes, nope, I am carrying on a great project, and I cannot come down. And uh, I think that's, that's the first critical piece there, to understand what the Lord has for us in this time. We don't get distracted by the things of this world. We stay steadfast, trusting in him, and we do not get called off the wall to come down and, and hang out with the enemy, hang out with the world. We're not of this world, although we're in it, but we're called to rule and reign. We, we're given authority. We're given keys to the kingdom. And then this is what happens. He says this after he, there's, they come against him, and he prays, and he goes, Now strengthen my hands, Lord. Strengthen my hands. They complete the wall. Fifty-two days they complete the wall. It says in uh, Nehemiah 6.15. And then right after that it says, When all our enemies heard about this, all the surrounding nations were afraid, and they lost their self-confidence because they realized that this work had been done with the help of our God. This is what I believe is going to happen. We're going to go out and do things that man cannot do alone. The Lord is going to strengthen us. And guess who's going to get the glory? This is not for our glory. 
It's all for his glory that they go, wow, you couldn't do this on your own. Who, who helped you do this? <laughs> we can say, Jesus. <laughs> we had the Holy Spirit's help to accomplish things that we're called to accomplish that we could never do on our own. And it made no sense. God always does things that make no sense in the world's eyes. He says he confounds the wisdom of the wise. So here, this is, this is a word that was from 2018, and I believe it's for right now. Uh, some of these words are just coming back. And so it says, this, the time is now. This is the time, and it's the time of my pleasing. For my desire is to be fulfilled. I have searched and I have found those who will seek my heart. Here's the place of worship. Who will acknowledge me and who will follow me. Now is the time. Here's the question. Are you ready? Align with me. Know my heart. Love me. Serve me. And know me. My plan will unfold before your eyes as you focus your eyes and your gaze on me and my perfect will. Here's the, here's the territory. It is time to cross the Jordan and take what I have for you. My presence is on the move, so move with me. When he moves, we move. I will carry you on eagle's wings to myself, for my jealousy for you is great. My love for you is greater. My blessings will be poured out. But remember the Lord your God. It is I who created the heavens and the earth. It is I who give every good gift. And it is I who increase your wealth and bestow earthly and heavenly blessings on you. So remember, you cannot live by bread alone. Here we are in the fast. <laughs> but by my every word that comes only from me, by my every promise that comes only from me, by my every command that comes only from me, and by my Son who comes only from me. This is how we live. You are my holy people. You're my treasured possession, my children. So look only to me. And as my presence moves, you will move. Look only to me. Listen to my voice and follow my leading. I will wait for you as you hearken to my words of wisdom. That's his grace. He's so good. He's so patient. You're about to cross the Jordan and take possession of the land that I have promised you. This is a land that drinks rain from heaven. And I will pour out my spirit on all people, but only those with a prepared wineskin will be able to house my presence. I'm about to dwell with you. Prepare the land. Prepare the wineskin. Prepare your hearts. Prepare the body of Christ. Love me, love me, love me. Love my people. Feed my sheep. Walk in all my ways and hold close to me. And as you do, I will dispossess nations that seem like immovable mountains. And every place you set your foot will be yours. So blow a trumpet in Zion and worship me. Consecrate yourselves and watch as I lift you up. No one will be able to stand against you. Do not fear man or put your trust in men. I'll say that again. Do not fear man or put your trust in men. 
I am the Lord, your God, and only in me will you live and have your being. Worship me, worship me, worship me, and prepare for war. All mountains will melt like wax in my presence. I'm for you. Who can be against you? This is the time. The time is now. We're going into battle. We're going to take territory. We don't fight against flesh and blood. We fight against the principalities. We fight against powers of the dark age, of this dark age. We fight against the, the spiritual forces, which means we need to have spiritual eyesight and insight. So, Lord, I thank you for what you're bringing us into. Thank you, Lord, where we feel weary and we feel tired at times. Lord, I thank you. This is where you say, no, come to me, all you who are weary and burdened. Yoke with me. That means get in alignment with me and then learn from me. Lord, I thank you that you're bringing us into this place as we, as we come into worship, as we bow down before you, as we lift our hands before you, strengthened by you, as you strengthen our hands. We're about to take territory. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. You guys are all too comfortable. <laughs> Why don't we just stand up in this? And uh, I know it's we get comfortable. I, I want, I feel like you guys need to, you, you need to pray into this. This is not just, and even just in, in that place of agreement, just stepping into it, praying into it. So, come on. Thank you for your spirit. Thank you for your peace, for your love, for your heart, Lord Jesus, for your people. Thank you, Father, because you have not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and strength, Lord. Thank you, Father God, because you have not created us to be foolish or to be fearful, Father. But, Lord, you've given us a new life, a new wineskin, a life in you that is filled with your love, with your mercy, with your joy, Lord. Father God, thank you for the faith that you have put it within us, Lord, a faith that is righteous and that only comes from you because you're the only one that gives us the faith, Father. Thank you, Lord, because you have justified us, Lord, through Jesus' blood, Lord. We are justified through you. And through you alone can we stand against the enemy, Lord. Can we stand? And the enemy has to back off. Because you have given us your spirit. You have given us the strength that we need to withstand. And not just to stand and withstand, but we stand again, Lord, in your word, in truth. 
And Father, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father, because you scatter the enemy. Because you scatter their ramparts. Because as we dress for battle, Father, you strengthen us. Because you restore us, Lord. You restore Jacob. You restore Israel, Father God. Because you make us the plunderers, Lord Jesus. Father God, because you are decimating the enemy's camp. Thank you, Lord, because you clothe us with the scarlet, Lord, with Jesus' blood. And as you do so, Lord, we are strengthened in you. Thank you, Father God, because as our chariots run the race, Lord, you are with us. Thank you, Father God, because nothing comes against us, and only you strengthen and muster your army. We praise you for it all, Lord, in your holy and your precious name, Lord. Amen. So agree with these. Even like sometimes Marcus does a great job of just uh, almost like repeating what they're saying as they're saying it. And you're just, you're just coming into that full agreement right now. So we're just, the reason we're standing is because just in that place of just standing in agreement. So. Here we go. Sunday, Mike had his Damascus sword here. I wish it was here right now. I was thinking of bringing mine and I forgot. But it's made by taking thin, thin, thin layers of steel and laying them across each other and heating it and bending it and folding it bending it and folding it and heating it and pounding it and heating it and pounding it. And you heat it and you pound it and you heat it and you pound it and it gets this beautiful light and dark pattern in it. But it also becomes the strongest steel that's ever been made. And when he was quoting from Second Chronicles, Israel went out to face the foe. They didn't stay home. They didn't gather at the breakfast table over coffee and pray about it. They went out. And that's when they took the territory. Has anybody here been feeling beat up lately? You ever felt folded and pounded and heated and pounded and heated and pounded and heated and pounded in your life? Here you are. Isaiah 54, 16 and 17. I'm going to pray into this. Look. It is I who have, this is God talking. It is I who have created the blacksmith who fans coals in the fire and produces a weapon for his purpose. It is I who have created the ravager to wreak havoc. No weapon that is forged against you will be effective. This is the heritage of the Lord's servants and their righteousness and vindication from me, says the Lord. Father, we've all been heated and folded and pounded and heated and folded and pounded. And that purpose of hand-making a weapon includes passing through the fire and passing through the water. 
because when it's heated and pounded, it's thrust into water and cooled. And you've given us that promise that when we pass through the fire, it's not going to burn us. <laughs> Part of that promise is when we pass through the fire, it's going to harden us into a weapon. A weapon that you've designed so that each one of us is a unique weapon in your hand. No other weapon like you on the face of the planet. No other weapon like you that's been tempered on the face of the planet and tempered for a purpose. Not just to do things to you, but to fashion a weapon for its purpose, for his purpose. And when you pass through the waters, you're not going to overflow. You know what it does? You heat that steel. Father, you've done that to each of us. You heat us over and over, and we feel the pounding, and we feel the folding. And we get disoriented, and, and we think that sometimes we just think that life is just mean. And then we get thrown into the water, and what the water does is it hardens the metal even more. And we go into the fire again. We've gone into the water and the fire and the water and the fire and the water. And sometimes it just feels too repetitive. And when we pray, Father, strengthen us, you smile at us and say, yeah, that's exactly what I've been doing. I have been strengthening you into a weapon that no other weapon can stand against. No other weapon that is forged against us is going to prosper. It's going to be effective. It can't. Those other weapons can't hold up to us. Father, and thank you that even though we pray and say, strengthen us, that you do look upon us and say, yes, you are strengthened. I've fashioned everything in your life that seems like something coming against you, but that's just to forge you even stronger and even stronger and even stronger. Why? Because that's the heritage that I've given you. You're so strong that no weapon that rises against you is going to be effective. And you're so strong now that you have gained his heritage and your vindication comes directly from him. Father, thank you that as we head into these battles, we can know right now, here today, that we've already won. We've already won. And it's not going to come about by praying about it. Yes, prayer, necessary, effective, part of everything. And we really need to be prayed up, Father, when we walk into the battle. But when we're prayed up and we face the battle and we walk in, we know that you're there with us because you've forged us into weapons for your hand. And the sword of the Lord is us carrying the sword of the Lord, which is the word. Swords carrying swords. Who can defeat that? sword for each hand. Father, thank you that that's our heritage because we love you. Amen.
of the sword. We take a sword to war. As I woke up Saturday morning, the Lord spoke to us. The first day of the new year, he said, 21 is done. The war has begun. And he downloaded, I'll share that another time, but where it took me was, as uh, Mike shared on Sunday, and as we've been sharing about the hands and strengthening of hands and the weakening of hands and what strengthens our hands. Took me back to the story of Moses. Where the Amalekites defeated, they were defeated, and Moses, let me read that. The The Amalekites came and attacked the Israelites. Moses said to Joshua, choose some of our men and go out to fight the Amalekites. Tomorrow I will stand on top of the hill with the staff of God in my hands. So Joshua fought the Amalekites as Moses had ordered. And Moses, Aaron, and Hur went up to the top of the hill. As long as Moses held up his hands, the Israelites were winning. But whenever he lowered his hands, the Amalekites would win. When Moses' hands grew tired, they took a stone and put it under him, and he sat on it. Aaron and Hur held his hands up, one on one side and one on the other, so that his hands remained steady till sunset. So Joshua overcame the Amalekite army with the sword. Steve, I love that. And I love that Mike brought that up on Sunday and spoke to the sword and gave a prophetic act to stepping into war in 2022. Then the Lord said to Moses, write this on the scroll as something to be remembered and make sure that Joshua hears it because I will completely blot out the memory from under heaven. Moses built an altar and called it, The Lord is my banner. He said, For hands were lifted up to the throne of the Lord. The Lord will be at war against the Amalekites from generation to generation. Lord, I thank you. God, I thank you for the story of Moses, God. I thank you that in this hour, in 2022, as we go to war, Lord, and this is a war that's not on the defensive, Lord. I love how John Wimberg put it, Lord. He said, everyone plays. Everyone's on offense. Everyone gets the ball. Everyone gets to carry. Everyone gets to march down the field and take ground. Lord, I thank you that it's going to take every every part of the body. It's going to take every part of the body to support one another, Lord, to move forward. Just as Aaron and her, there are Aaron and hers all over as they hold up the hands of others. It's going to take the church. It's going to take the bride. It's going to take unity, Lord, and I thank you that we're coming together as a bride. God, you said you command a blessing when we come together in unity. 
said you command it. So, Lord, I thank you for the unity and the lifting of hands. And even as Mike went into Psalms and talked about how we strengthen our hands as we raise them, not only, not only as a sign, God, that we are submitting and surrendering to you, Lord, but in return, you said you will strengthen our hands in praise. And I thank you, God, even as that scripture ends in uh, Exodus 17, Lord. It says when his hands were up to the throne, were raised to the throne, that the Lord saw it and said the Amalekites for generation to generation to generation would be an enemy of the Lord. God, I thank you that you're setting the table before our enemies, Lord. Whether they're Amalekites, Lord, or any other ites, or anybody else that would come against the truth of you, God. I thank you, God, that the sword of the Lord, Lord, is being presented. It's being put in our hand, Lord, and we're being weaponized in this hour. I heard that word on Sunday as Mike had the sword on stage, uh, on the altar. I heard the Lord say, you're be- I'm weaponizing you. Lord, I thank you that you're weaponizing the church, Lord. You're putting a weapon in our hand, Lord, to make advancement. This is the year of increase, Lord. I just prophesy that over the body. I prophesy that over this church. I prophesy it over the body of Christ, the bride, that this is a year of not just advancing, that even in Joshua, as every step we take is going to be ground given. But, Lord, I thank you that you're increasing the body, Lord. That this is the year of increase, Lord, in abundance. Lord, not in the things of this world, but God, in the things of the Spirit. I thank you that no weapon formed against us, God, will prosper. Because we've been weaponized. It's almost like the anti-venom, Lord. I thank you, God, for the sword for the sword. Whereas iron sharpens iron, Lord, I thank you that you'd allow us, Lord, to take one step and put it in front of the other, Lord taking ground, taking ground, taking ground, Lord. I just prophesy that right now over the body, that this is the year. 21 is done. The war has begun. We're on the offense, and we're marching. I love the way you put it, Lord, in Galatians 5.25. It says when we're in lockstep with you, when we're being led by you, when we're walking with you, with our hands up, and full surrender, Lord. It says that we actually come into a cadence or we come into a lockstep with you. God, I thank you that we're walking in step with you, not getting ahead of you, but walking in step with you, right at the center of your will, not in your permissive will, God, but in your perfect will. I thank you that your church, God, is coming into the target, into the center, into the nucleus of your will, Lord, the center. God, your perfect will. And when we're there, when we're there, Lord, we know we're walking in the perfect place. Just like the eye of the storm, Lord, it's very calm. We can receive from a place of rest, God, and make decisions, God, not based out of fear, but make decisions based on what you're leading us into, Lord, and receiving from that place of rest, hearing your voice with clarity. God, we just thank you. We love you. We thank you for 2022 and what lies ahead. We thank you for what lies ahead. I thank you that everyone's plays, okay, all everyone plays in this hour, in this in this year, Lord, 2022. Let them be activated. Let the bride be activated in this hour, Lord.
Amen. So when I was just reading this, something that really stood out to me um, was it's time to cross the Jordan. And I was praying and I was like, Lord, like they just really stuck out and just like entering the promised land. And he brought me um, to the remembrance of like, okay, well, if the time is now, then what, what did they do when they, they crossed the Jordan? And I remembered the, the stones of remembrance. And I felt like the Lord was just saying like, um, that there's something in remembering what he's done that the Lord is going to like do so much more. Um, like there's something about like remembering and he led me to Joshua four, fifteen, and, or wait, Joshua, let me find it. 21, four twenty-one, And he said to the people of Israel, when your children ask their fathers in times to come, what do these stones mean? Then you shall let your children know Israel passed over the Jordan on dry ground for the Lord your God dried up the waters of the Jordan for you to ha- um, for you until you passed over, as the Lord your God did the Red Sea, which He dried up for us until we passed over, so that all peoples of the earth may know that the hand of the God of the Lord is mighty, that you may fear the Lord your God forever. And I just like, I was like, okay, like we're ready. We're going to go into the battlefield. We're going we're gonna to go and take the inheritance that the Lord has given us. He's going to give us all this ground. But there was just something that the Lord put on my heart that's like, but remember. Like, and there was even, um, there was even here in this, when it said, um, I talked about crossing the Jordan, but then it says, but remember, you cannot live by bread alone but by my every word that comes only from me. And it focuses on Jesus. And I feel like the Lord is just saying, like, there's something about remembering what the Lord has done, that the Lord's going to bring further breakthrough in what's to come. And the Lord is just saying, like, remember me, fix your eyes on me. That's just all over this word. It's just like fixing your eyes on the Lord, gazing your like eyes at the King and like having him be the first place. And I just felt like the Lord is just inviting us in like, as the time is now, as it says, like we are, it's like right now, like now is the time to cross into the Jordan. Now is the time for inheritance. Like there's something about like, but what did they do? They remembered. And that's actually the key to walking into what the Lord has for us. Um, So Jesus, we thank you, Lord, for everything that you've done, God. God, we remember your faithfulness. We remember your goodness, God. God, we thank you, Jesus, for our testimonies, Jesus. We thank you, Lord, for the miracles. And God, we say that you've done it, God. We give you glory, Jesus. God, we don't want to forget what you've done, Jesus. So God, we thank you, Lord, for all that you've done, Jesus. And as we step into this next season, preparing for war, preparing to take the inheritance, that you have for us, God. God, would we not forget, Jesus, not forget all the times that you've come through, Jesus. Would we have those stones of remembrance, God, in our lives? Jesus, the stones of remembrance of the times that you've come in with finances, the stones of remembrance of the times that you've come in with healings, God. God, would we not forget, Jesus, and would actually that be what holds us, what that's what carries us into all that you have for us, Jesus. So God, we just say we're going to remember. We must remember all that you've done, Jesus. 
God, we thank you, Lord, that you're even building those stones of remembrance, God. God, that as we walk into this next season and we see your faithfulness, Jesus, that that's a new stone of remembrance, God. God, we thank you, Lord, for everything that you're doing, and we will not forget it in Jesus' name. end it strikes me when it says to prepare for war worship me worship me worship me and prepare for war so I feel like the Lord is saying if you're going to prepare for war you have to get dressed for war so um, I have Ephesians 6 from the Amplified Bible in conclusion be strong in the Lord draw your strength from him and be empowered through your union with him and in the power of his boundless might Put on the full armor of God, for his precepts are like the splendid armor of a heavily armed soldier, so that you may be able to successfully stand up against all the schemes and the strategies and the deceits of the devil. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, contending only with physical opponents, but against the rulers, against the powers, against the world forces of this present darkness, against the spiritual forces of wickedness, wickedness in the heavenly supernatural places therefore put on the complete armor of God so that you will be able to successfully resist and stand your ground in the evil day of danger and having done everything that the crisis demands to stand firm in your place fully prepared immovable victorious so stand firm and hold your ground having tightened the wide band of truth personal integrity, moral courage around your waist and having put on the breastplate of righteousness and upright heart and having strapped on your feet the gospel of peace in preparation to face the enemy with firm-footed stability and the readiness produced by the good news. Above all, lift up the protective shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit which is the word of god with all prayer and petition pray with specific requests at all times on every occasion and in every season in the spirit and with this in view stay alert with all perseverance and petition interceding in prayer for all god's people Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you, Lord, that when you tell us to prepare for war, that you tell us how to prepare for war. We thank you, Lord, that we can come to you with every need that we have and that we can bring the needs before you, Lord, and that we can stand with courage and know that you are walking with us, that you prepare us for what you're asking us to do, and that you are with us every step of the way. We thank you, Lord, that you're telling us to prepare, and we thank you, Lord, that you tell us how. In Jesus' name. So I don't know how many of you have been on the prayer call for the first few days of the fast, um, but this is probably the first call I missed in a lot of long time. <laughs> I always miss the good ones. Um, but this morning, this was the prayer that was being prayed, and this is a prayer that 
God has used in my heart and many, many people's hearts over many generations because the Apostle Paul knew exactly how to pray. He knew what to ask God for. And so I'd like to pray this over all of us, not those of us who are just here only, but for our family, our loved ones, and for this church. So from Paul and from the book of Ephesians in chapter 2, I pray that the Father of glory, the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, would impart to each and every one of us the riches of the spirit of wisdom and the spirit of revelation so that we would know him through a deepening intimacy with him. And I pray for each of us that the light of God will illuminate the eyes of your imagination, flooding each one of us with light until our experience, we experience the full revelation of the hope of his calling. That is the wealth of God's glorious inheritance that he finds in us, his holy ones. Could you imagine? He finds that in us. And I finally, I pray that each of us will continually experience the immeasurable greatness of God's power, which is made available to us through faith because then our lives will be an advertisement of this immense power as it works through us. This is the mighty power, Lord, that when you raised Christ from the dead and you exalted him to the place of highest honor and supreme authority in the heavenly realm, that's the power. That's the power that resides in each and every one of us. So, Father, I pray that you show us that power and that you teach us, just as Paul said, with your wisdom, with your revelation, how to use that power within us for the good of everyone around us, for the, for the preaching of the gospel, for the healing of the hearts and the minds of those around us, and to be successful with our hands at war the war that you have given to us to fight, to fight the good fight. In your powerful name, we thank you and praise you that you've already made everything available to us. And I ask that you open our eyes of understanding so that we see it and we use it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Father God, just thank you so much for those divine appointments, God, that you put in our lives. Each brother and sister here, Lord, I just pray that you give us a spirit of courage, boldness. I just pray that you know that we are loved. I pray that you would just give me a spirit of courage, boldness to speak of you, Jesus. Thank you for opening of eyes and seeing people that are hurting in this world, God, with your eyes. I just pray to love them as you would, God. And I just pray for a boldness to share you, Jesus. I just pray for that divine intervention, like showing up early for a service that you're always late for. I thank you, God. 
for clearing out things and breaking them off, shaking things that need to be shaken and the brokenness. They hurt, but they are good, God. You are good. You are shaking things so we can focus on you, Lord. And you are so good. I just lift up your name, Jesus, and pray for everyone here in the world, the church across the world, God. For those that are new in Jesus, those that have come back, and those that have been here 50 years, I just pray for boldness and strengthening in your spirit, God. I just pray for you to come. In Jesus' name, amen. Hebrews 12, it, it's, it talks about this dis- discipline that we go through. And right after that, it says, so therefore, strengthen your feeble hands and your weak knees. And we do it, the Lord actually strengthens them. But as we come before him, they're strengthened. And it says, make level, your, make level paths for your feet for this purpose, so that the lame may not be disabled, but rather healed. And uh, says something similar to that in uh, Isaiah 35. It says, strengthen your feeble hands and steady the knees that give way. Say to those with fearful hearts, be strong, do not fear. And I feel this is really important in this time. The fear and the discouragement and that and that timidity, that stepping back are the things that will shut down what the Lord wants to actually move us into. If the uh, if Jehoshaphat and his army would have would have come into fear, they never would have walked uh, out, marched out against the army, and they would have never seen uh, the army destroyed. So Lord, I just come against fear. I come against discouragement. Lord, help us not to see with our physical eyes, but to see with our spiritual eyes. That we would see with your perspective and not through the world's perspective. That we would have heavenly wisdom and not earthly wisdom. That we would not be wise in our own eyes, but we would turn from those ways. We would draw close to you. We would set our eyes upon you. And Lord, I thank you. It's in that place that you cut our path. Lord, I thank you. That's where you you level the path. You make it straight. You lead us on the path. Father, I thank you for your leading. But I, I, I ask you to strengthen our hearts so that we would not walk in fear, that we would not allow fear to dictate the direction that we go. And it says this, be strong and do not fear. Why? Your God will come and he will come with vengeance, with divine retribution. He will come and he will save you. That's his promise. And why? For this purpose. Then the eyes of the blind will be opened, the ears of the deaf unstopped. Then the lame will leap like, like a deer. And the mute tongue will shout for joy. 
water will gush forth in the wilderness and streams in the desert. The burning sand will become a pool in the thirsty ground, a bubbling spring. Lord, I thank you for your promises, and I thank you for the things that that you are calling us into. I just felt this as we close. I I went back in the very beginning of this walk, this journey that, that Moses goes on. The Lord takes him to a burning bush and begins to speak to him and and walks him through and says, hey, this is what you're going to do. You're going to lead the Israelites out of Egypt and uh, you're going to be the one and I'm going to go with you and and uh, this is what you're going to tell them. This is how you're going to do it. And, and over and over again, uh, Moses kind of pushes back and says, no, Lord, I, I don't think I'm the one. I'm, I'm not supposed to do this. And and in the beginning of chapter 4, this is what I felt. I want you to just put your hands out because as the Lord is going to strengthen our hands, uh, he's, telling, he's, he's telling Moses that this is what you're going to do. You're going to, you're going to free the Israelites from captivity. And this is what the Lord is calling us to right now. He's calling us, we are going to be those that free people from captivity, from the captivity of this world. We're going to set them free. We're going to show them Jesus. We're going to declare truth. It's the truth that sets people free. And, and uh, Moses says this to the Lord. He goes, what if they don't believe me or listen to me? And what if they say, the Lord is not, did not appear to you? <laughs> And, and the Lord replies with this. He goes, Moses, what's in your hand? And, and I felt that that's what the Lord is just saying to us right now. What's in your hand? What, what do you have right now? And the Lord will use it. it you might, and, and this is the thing, I think we disqualify ourselves from this. We go, well, man, I, I look at that person, I look at Dave, and man, Dave, Dave, He's got it. He knows how to do this. I've seen him pray. He always he's carrying his Bible around. Man, he knows, he knows what he's doing. I don't have a clue. I don't know how to do this. This is not for me. I, I want to say, don't disqualify yourself. I said it earlier. It says the Lord confounds the wisdom of the wise. And it's crazy how in, in biblical times and all throughout, he uses those that we would go, well, the Lord's not going to use them. They're not the strong ones. They're not the ones with the great voice. They're not the ones that are, that are we always see praying and doing all the things. It's, it's, he uses sometimes the weak ones, the ones that we go, yeah, it's not for me. He goes, no, it's actually, it is you. So I just feel no one is to disqualify themselves. The Lord will use you because of your availability, not your ability. He uses you because you're an empty vessel so that he can fill you with his all-surpassing power. But when we're filled with our, in and of ourselves and our, all our own abilities, he's like, I can't even use you. So Lord, I just, as, as you said these words to Moses, I just I hear that. For all of us right now, what's in your hand? And what you have, he will use for his glory. Father, I pray that you would strengthen our hands in this time and in this season. Lord, I pray that we would lay our lives down for you, that we would, we would consecrate ourselves. As they, as they were crossing the Jordan, they said this, Moses said this, today, consecrate yourselves. 
for tomorrow the Lord will do great things among you. As they were going to cross the Jordan, they were to consecrate themselves and then go. Lord, I pray that we, we begin with our lives consecrated. We just say, Lord, we don't know what we have. We don't, <laughs> we don't know where we're going. We don't have it all figured out. And the Lord says, perfect. I'm not looking for those that have it all figured out. I'm not looking for those that are, that are mature in the world's eyes. He's like, I'm actually looking for the little children. Those are the ones that will see the kingdom of God. Because they walk in humility, they walk in a wholehearted tenderness and devotion towards me. So, Father, I thank you that we will be called your children. Not the wise ones of this world, but, Lord, we will humble ourselves before you, consecrate ourselves before you, set ourselves apart from the things of this world so that today or tomorrow, which is today, you will do great and mighty things Lord, strengthen our hands and the very things that are in our hands. May we use them for your glory. In the name of Jesus, thank you, Lord. I just felt this too. As, as, as uh, I just wanted to speak this, but as uh, as Tracy was just sharing that about the Amalekites and how you have Miriam and you have her, and they're they're lifting up. Or Aaron and her, I'm sorry, are lifting up uh, Moses' arms. It's interesting that, Mo, or that Joshua was fighting the battle. He was out there actually fighting the battle, but actually it did not matter in any way, <laughs> other than the fact that he was just fighting. It didn't matter how well he fought or how strong he was. It had nothing to do with whether they won or lost. It all came from the hands being strengthened, being lifted. And so I just see that is it's not going to be our own ability. Again, it's our availability. We just step into it. The Lord strengthens our hands, and He does great and mighty things. He's the one that does the mighty things. we got to remember that. So, Lord, I just pray as we leave this place, Lord, may we remember, we do it, we step out, but You're always the one that does the great and mighty things. It's never us in our own strength doing anything to give you glory. It's actually we just step out and do the little things in obedience, and you do the great and mighty things. You're the great and mighty God, <laughs> and you strengthen our hands for this time. So, Father, I just pray your blessing over everyone watching online, over everyone here. Lord, I thank you for strengthened hands. I thank you that this is a season, this is a time where we are moving out. We are taking territory. May we keep our eyes on you in all that we do. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you guys for being here, for pressing into this, for praying. Whether you're agreeing out there or praying up here, it was awesome. And watch what happens. This is going to strengthen us for the battle. Amen? All right. God bless you guys. Love you all. <laughs>